Hi everyone, I'm Mamsa. And I'm Porta. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland Stand Podcast. Hey Posh. Hi Nomsa. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I am in between. Yeah, I'm in between. And by that I just sort of mean I'm not fine because I feel like I'm and by not fine I don't mean bad or anything. I'm really yeah. well in life. Yes. But I just mean that I'm I'm in a situation or experiencing a freak a situation that I experience frequently where I'm in a space that feels tighter than how I usually am, say in my own space, in my own apartment, and where I kind of feel like I have to tiptoe delicately around folks and I can't just be myself. Mm. And because I've actively been trying to not be that way, because I would like to, in this lifetime, experience the fullness of myself, maybe even mm. like feel like a whole person and not like someone who's, you know, late for something or missing something or not achieving something, like actually just live my life and enjoy it. And in order to create that in my life I have to be an active participant right it's not just gonna mm. happen but also if I'm going to be an active participant it does also require it requires intention it requires being mm. boundaried it requires having the courage to be disliked which woo, I am yes. pleaser if I could wave a wand and just have a hundred percent external validation <laughs> like I would take it. I would take it. I want everybody to be nice to me. I want everybody to be kind to me. I want everybody to think that everything I do is amazing and I'm amazing and there's nothing wrong with me. And it just like, I never have to face criticism, rejection, ostracism. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I would wave that one. I'm not even going to pretend that I like, like having to stand up for myself. Nonsense. I wish I would be received with love and gentleness everywhere I went. Okay. (laughs) But given that that's not life and I'm currently in a space where that's happening, where I feel like I'm, I'm constantly um, trying to negotiate whether it's safe to be in my integrity or not. Where I'm like sort of just trading integrity at some moments because it's less hassle and I don't have to, I don't want to deal with an argument. <laughs> Conflict avoided. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was a very long answer. Um, how, but, but, but so in between. So that's happening. But I've also been, I also don't feel like it doesn't overwhelm me anymore. I don't feel overpowered Mm. by it. It's not this thing of what's happening. Why can't I just feel good here? Why are you, you know, not accommodating me? I feel more like myself in this situation and able to be myself than I have in previous iterations of myself. So not where I was. Good. Not where I want to be challenging. Huh. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. Do you think that's also maybe just a part of, getting to know yourself better, accepting yourself better, and also accepting other people and getting to know other people. Because I think when we start to accept ourselves, yeah, we feel a lot more like, I think sometimes it can be a lot more difficult to have other, to care what other people are thinking. Um, but at the same time, when we get to know other people, we start to understand other people, especially when it's close people, you sort of understand why you act a certain way and you're okay with it while you're there. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's fine because this is not my whole life. This is not, it's not where I live. This is, right. it is yeah, where and, it is right Yeah, and that's sort of somebody close to me told me that. They said, just remember this is, this is, I'm sorry that this is a part of your life, but just remember it's one part of your life, you know, yeah. so that it doesn't, yeah, overwhelm. 
So how are you? You haven't tested I me. I'm good. I'm I'm actually really good. I am in the throes of wedding planning, which is a very exciting and confronting experience. <laughs> I um yeah, I have been really trying to get as we've been like trying to get as many things done and organized um and going out like what's the most important to us what's not that important and throwing this away doing this and it's it's been a lot um and still you know with work happening at the same time and trying to put energy into that and it's a lot but we're good i'm good i think i'm in a good place you know i mm-hmm. i'm i'm in a good place i am Actually, one of the things is I think I was not necessarily a people pleaser, but I think I was always focused on being um, affable, likable, um, mm-hmm. good. And then as I grew up, I was, I got over it. I got over needing people to like me. And I generally don't care. Like I'm okay with not being liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay. I, I'm not okay with being disrespected, but I really am okay with like people not liking me, people not being my friend and don't take that stuff personally anymore and like whatever. But when you're planning a wedding, <laughs> I'm scared that people won't like me if they don't get invited <laughs> or they'll think that I don't like them, <laughs> even though that's not the case. You know, I just, uh, I know. I saw a TikTok this week where the person was like, are you looking for a partner? Or uh, I think I may have sent it to you or someone to yeah. show the burden of capitalism with. Right? <laughs> and weddings are one such thing. Like they're pricey. Like nobody's making decisions. Like it's not, maybe, maybe sometimes it is animus. Like I'm not inviting this person because I hate them, even though. Yes, I'm yes, yes. But I think a lot of people are like, I can't afford too much. Yes. And given that I have a financial constraint, only these people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's not, it's not, no hate. It's no hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not personal. I love you all. It's just, I can't afford you all. So mm-hmm. there is that. But yeah, I think this is, I guess it's just one of those episodes where we're just sort of catching up. And I think we've been discussing quite a like a few heavy topics but yeah we just thought let's um lighten it up a bit let's just catch up on how we're doing how things are going and what we've been learning and I guess one of the things I think when I first got into a like being in a serious serious relationship I thought wow this is confronting but nothing actually is as confronting for me as getting married, as the idea of getting, like getting, actually being in the process of getting married mm-hmm. and now saying yes to a lifetime with a partner. And it ends by death or divorce, that those are the two. And of course, like you go into marriage, you're hoping that it won't be by divorce. Yeah. Um, but also you're hoping that death doesn't come. You hope it comes like when you're 90. So it is quite confronting because you kind of, you want to go into it being your best self. You hope your your family will be on their best behavior, especially like going into the wedding. And yeah, it's like, it's an interesting thing. 
because you're confronted with things about yourself because you are now planning a life with somebody else and they're showing you things not even on purpose but just by being there about yourself that you may not want to think about talk about confront change uh, amend and like showing you even your blind spots i don't have blind spots i don't I, I talk about, I don't have no blind spots. I, I know myself fully and I'm wonderful. That's hilarious. Okay, so that's your delusion, right? So my delusion is that actually everybody should like me, you know, <laughs> and the world should bend towards making me feel comfortable and safe and well and happy. And your delusion is you're perfect and <laughs> you have no blind spots. Um, and actually so not, you don't even not perfect, <laughs> but like... Adjacent. What's not to like? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, you know. What's not great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I just, I, it's, yeah, it's quite a quite a thing. And just learning to let go of a lot of things and not to hold, I think um, even Greg, Greg and I were actually talking today about just the general idea of being graceful people, you know, mm. and mm. just grace for graceful people because some people are we're all going through different things at different times and to not take um too many things personally or anything i mean one of the i mean you really shouldn't take anything personally yeah Yeah, is to not take anything personally and to really have grace for people Mm -hmm. and to to let go of the expectations especially that we're not voicing with other people Mm -hmm. but even the ones that we voice and people miss Mm -hmm. grace for people because we are those people who sometimes i you misunderstand people yeah sometimes i don't respond to a message sometimes i don't call back um sometimes i am just not in the space to be speaking to certain people in my life not because i don't love them but maybe i'm just in a season where it may be just say it's like maybe not easy or maybe it's just there in the periphery or whatever and just i think really grace for people and grace for myself especially as i'm learning and growing um and f- learning things about myself grace graceful graceful people mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and do you anything you're learning in, in you know in particular i mean i guess i'm learning that similarly and we tend to go through this we tend to we've always talked about how we have these weird parallel tracks where yeah. we should be experiencing the same thing at the same time and so I'm sort I think I'm I'm sort of learning that same lesson about finding a way to have grace for people. Um, except to me, it's coming through in the form of you can only do what you can do. So I actually think that grace for yourself part, that self-compassion comes maybe even first, you know. I think a lot about the golden rule Absolutely. actually. Um, you know, do is it do unto others? That's the golden rule. Mm. As you know, so, but I'm thinking about Jesus' actual teaching. <laughs> love others. As love others as, as you love yourself, right? Yes. Like that being the thing. And I, I, I think about how that's in that order. Like love others as you love yourself means that you must love yourself first. Like, how do you love yourself? That's how you love others. So it's very important to have a sense of self. You know what I mean? And then know yourself. And like you're saying, just 
cop to your blind spots. You know what I mean? Like if there are people who know and um, love you, um, listen to what they tell you about Mm. yourself. If you trust that they really do wish the best for you and Mm. they don't have an agenda to be an authority over you or manipulate you in some way. Like if you tell me something, you're one of my, my heart people, you know what I mean? Mm. Where I'm like, Nomsa is going to always, you know, Nomsa will never, there's no version of life where Nomsa is not for me. You know what I mean? And I guess actually that is something I wrote down recently. And I learned, I was like, I need to listen more to people who love me and know me, know know me Mm. and less to people who, love me but don't know me because yeah. um there's certain relationships you have just because of like history or family or whatever and they want to tell you about yourself they want to advise you in your life and you end up like in these annoying <laughs> for want of a better word but but in conflict you know because you're trying mm. to like no you're not seeing me you don't get it and then you'll spend all your time trying to knock on that door that like this is just somebody who simply for whatever reason willingness or capacity cannot fully see you and yet you have people who love and see you and you take it for granted because it's not the one where there's an issue and so instead of just yes. going with that flow, you know what I mean? You want to fix <laughs> this yes. other this other place that's a problem area. And so I'm learning a lot about surrender, like yeah. realizing that there's really nothing I can do about what somebody else um, thinks of me. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you, you already said earlier, you're quite comfortable. You don't need to be. I still have that. I still want to be like, like if I'm being dead honest, I really want my intention and I'm a bit of a perfectionist about how I communicate sometimes because I want to use the right word you know I really want to be I really don't want to be misunderstood but like that's mm. a losing battle how are mm. you not going to be misunderstood when we live in such a vast world with so many billions of people so many ways of life so many ideas like you can only exactly try to live in integrity based on your experience and your your knowledge and what you believe it is you're called to do, how you believe it is you're called to live, <laughs> to, to, to mm. live and be, you can only do that and then, you know, be surrounded by those who understand that and, and just manage the rest of your, the areas of your life and the relationships in your life. But to hope to convince anyone of anything is truly a lost card, I think. I think we can maybe obtain consensus, obtain unity, but to really try and think that somebody else is going to see things the way I do, especially if how you see things is miles apart right now. Yeah. The very least you need some patience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as you said, like grace for those people. So yeah, I would say I'm learning a lot about letting go of whatever I can control, but specifically uh, perception, people's perceptions of me and the stories that they create. I mean, I do it all the time. You know, before we started this call, I like told you a little gossipy story, right? That's 100% from my perspective. 100% how I'm feeling. There's nothing that the person I was telling you about who I was like temporarily being judgy about and, and petty about could even, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're everything and all of it at the same time, sometimes, I mean, at different times, you know? So I guess with the whole judgment um and and practice more compassion both ways but first with first with yourself you know it's really important yeah self-knowledge yeah i'm a therapist a therapist of mine actually once said i mean that it's you know it's it's the scriptures uh, love others as you love yourself and he's and 
he actually, the way he spoke about it was as you love yourself, mm-hmm. as you're loving yourself, mm-hmm. as you're learn, as you're loving yourself, love others. Mm-hmm. And it made it, he, it, I think the points, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is not what he was saying, but the points. <laughs> and of course, isn't that therapy that like, it's about how you're interpreting the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was that it's a doing thing and it's mm-hmm. an evolving thing and it's a getting to know yourself and figuring yourself out thing. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing that to love others. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because you practice it, if you've practiced it with yourself, if you've you, sat with yourself, you've looked at yourself, you've got, oh yeah, that is something that is, I have, that is, a, a, these are the various triggers, you know, based on what I've experienced. I don't like this. I know that I don't, a lot of people around me do, but I don't. And when I do it, with them just to make them happy I am the one who ends up being harmed I don't want to go to that thing because I'm going to have a worse time than they are going to have a good time and appreciation for my presence like the math doesn't math you know then when you're met with other people and they tell you about themselves you're able to just respect it you don't need the world to bend to your will because you're you're Mm -hmm. already quite content (laughs) with what you know how to work with yourself you know how to make yourself happy you know where to go you know what you like doing you know how to be alive in an optimal way you know ideally as yourself right yeah so you know how to be there and support other people as themselves not as how you You, yeah yeah i think the more we learn and about ourselves and grow i think we do start to have more compassion hopefully for Mm. other people and also there was something you said and it's and it's like you know the truth is everybody holds a version of us in their minds Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a version it's incomplete Mm -hmm. and to to know to know that understand that and be okay with that Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times people are well all the time people are loving us or hating us or judging us from the version that they Mm -hmm. have of us Mm -hmm. it may not be true their construction of of who we are and sometimes it's close to who we are Mm -hmm. sometimes it's closer to who we were and other times it's closer to who they want us Us to be be. and to just let that stuff go because you please one you disappoint another Mm -hmm. and you just can never be pleasing everyone except for yourself you can never be pleasing everyone at the same time and to let that stuff go um and just be um yeah i (laughs) yeah 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 i I mean i guess that would be a good summation of like kind of what we're both learning that we need to just be instead of trying to do so much yeah or fix or make right or or yeah we don't have to do anything other than be yeah capitalism will have you in these streets hustling (laughs) do you know what i thought about today because yeah. I've been so tired today and I thought, I cannot believe that we work until we're like old, like old. Oh my goodness. No, and we I get mean, like 20 days a year off. Like no, that's- the, the, no this, <laughs> this is the thing. It's, it is, it is going to um, hell in a handbasket as, as, as the saying goes, you know? Truly, I can't think of something that's more apt because, you know, the handbasket is like pretty, you know? Oh, look, what a cute artisanal basket. (laughs) (laughs) Artisans who've woven this beautiful basket, but inside, mm -mm, 
Mm-mm. Because this is this is just not supposed to be how it is. Like, we, I, and now we know that because we are literally destroying the earth by upholding a system that is not good for anybody. Anyone, it, and it 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 can only get worse. That's the thing. It's predicated on being an unequal system. That's what it is. <laughs> and we live these lives where we are stuck to our little square screens right we don't go outside and just look at trees and flowers and things so that we can remember that we're actually somewhere you know and, and somewhere pretty part of, a part of, of it. it exactly somewhere <laughs> completely miraculous i heard adrian marie brown oh my god who is just incredible and she was on on being this past week and she was talking about her, one of her greatest inspirations is octavia butler who has predicted everything that's happening now I don't know why we don't listen to black women, but anyway, brilliant black women like Octavia Butler. And she was just talking about how she found a kinship in her work. And I have too, because one of my constant thoughts is always, and I've told you this multiple times, is how are we here? Because I believe this is Eden. Earth is Eden. It's it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's, we're here and we spend our, we're so preoccupied with the way she put it is like enacting, using our intellect this is what she said, actually. She said, we, we're in this amazing place on this beautiful, bountiful planet, this abundant planet that has the capacity mm. to feed us all, that has the capacity to shelter us all. And we are preoccupied with using our intellect to enact hierarchies upon each other. That's True. what we do. You know what I mean? That's what we and do. It is, it's what I call human lunacy. <laughs> so much of our suffering is completely unnecessary and self-imposed. It's all self-imposed. I mean, we, you, yeah. I mean, I think the opposite. In fact, um, I'm like, there must be a heaven because this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know what I mean, right? Like, no, no I do know what you we're mean. Making it hell. We're making it. Hell. I'm just like uh, this. Um, <laughs> is pretty trash. I mean, but that's an example of it. Like we've even used our intellect to construct a horrible, terrible place that you, everybody will go to, you know, if yeah. they are not X or Y or Z. Then what, my dude? Like why would, it, the only reason you would do that is to exert control over people so you can control their behavior and have power over them, be able to use them in a way that's beneficial to whoever you are. And our current world Everything is about money. We know that. Everything it's, it's is about always money. shocking to me when you're watching news and you're like, provide healthcare. And they're like, yeah, just the economy can't sustain that. I'm like, what is the economy? These are people. <laughs> Wait, have we spoken about how, um, on the pod, about how I, I had this other thought also earlier this year? And I was like, I actually cannot believe, and of course, many people have thought this, mm. that we get. We are born, right? We don't ask for it, but we're born. And then we have to work to eat. Like we have in order no. to live. Most we have to work. <laughs> exactly. I always say to people, what is a job? You know, people, most people, literally most people on earth have to work, have to sell their bodies, right? Because that's what it is. Your life force, your to time, sustain your body. Their life. To be able to stay alive. <laughs> yes. That's that's how far we've gotten away. The only way we're going to save ourselves is if we just go back and learn from indigenous communities. Any that's of the them only way. who are still around, who still remember how to live sustainably and peacefully in community. I mean, and 
I, you know, I could talk forever about this because I have a lot of theories about how this could come about, how it could be good, how it could be made. I mean, I'm sounding pessimistic right now and this is my cynical mode, but I definitely have the mode that's, that says we created this, we can uncreate it. Like what is this idea that things inevitably have to be like this? But you know, you lose faith, you lose faith when yesterday I'm watching a sitting, um, congresswoman um stand with donald trump (laughs) and say what a victory we've had for white life and you just think we're so far away from where we need to be and also some of these people are just gonna have to burn like i don't know if i can have compassion across the sea forever like you you because you have to help me you've also got to come around (laughs) you've got to come at least closer for peaceful coexistence (laughs) you really have to show up a little bit (laughs) You cannot say things like victory for white life, white life on national television. But also, thank you for saying that because yeah. at least now a lot of people now. can't deny it. Mm. Um, because the truth is, in that sort of context, many people have been denying that that's what people, what a lot of people want, because no one was saying it out loud. Now mm. that they've said it out loud, I'd love to see those other people deny that that's what they want. Because they said that's what they want. So. But anyway, what are you watching? What have you been watching just lately? What's been keeping you entertained? Okay, so this was a wildly hard pivot. I know. I have to say. Um, but I, let me see, I haven't watched much this past week, but I have, uh, started watching the summer I turned pretty because I wanted to see something light and I really enjoyed the, to all the boys I loved before movie um because they're based on these books by this writer jenny han and i saw the first one on netflix and i like scrolling sometimes just for a light film like popcorn cute sweet i'm not gonna have to think i'm not gonna have to worry i can just feel like the lovely feels and move on um and so i was like oh this is gonna be good it's a series it's a little bit slow i'm not enjoying it (laughs) i don't know if i'm the only one i literally can't tell if the main actress is doing a good job or a terrible job i don't know okay she's not doing a terrible job i'm being mean but um it's just so so and uh is she is she the youngest sister grown up no 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 no. it's a whole different story it's a different book um, it's a different right everything. right right it's, it's unrelated That's be on it's Netflix, just the same sorry. people yeah. yes exactly uh yeah so there's that so i was looking for some light fodder and it is light it is kind of sweet but it's very it's actually i keep falling asleep if i'm honest when i, I oh. <laughs> when i when i watch it um and then my other show that i've been watching is uh p valley that's very much an adult show <laughs> it's Opposite. not for the faint of hearts it's nsfw it's about strippers right. in mississippi um and one of my good friends is working on the show she is oh like, wow the executive story editor she's great at kemi yondo on instagram um, and her first episode premiered, but I had watched season one already um, before. I was very excited she was working on the show and that now it's like finally out. And I love that show because of its cultural specificity. Um, mm. There's a language, there's a tone, there's a, a whole other lexicon you've got to learn. Um, the characters are, all of them are at 10. Even the sort of calm ones are doing calm, like 
super well. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's one of my favorite characters. He's this rapper. He's secretly queer, you know? Um, but his name is Lil Murder. <laughs> Lil Murder. I'm saying it wrong. Lil Murder. Lil Murder. Lil Murder. And uh, he's like a, a trap rapper. Oh my God, look, I'm not good. Listeners, if you're listening and I'm calling the music genres wrong, that's just me being honest. <laughs> okay, and I'm sorry. But um, Lil Murder, and he goes on tour with this other chick who's become like a successful Instagram stripper. Her stage name is Mississippi. Oh my God, let me not get this wrong. Here. Oh, because the little rap that goes with it is so cute. Crooked, oh yes, it's Mississippi, something Mississippi. But then S and S, they call it Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter I. So when they spell it, they're like M-I, Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter I. It's, it's just, it's, it's very... It's 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 cute and it's so much fun and also all of them are athletes. You will have to fight me forever, but those women are strong and powerful no, in the I body. Saw, oh, absolutely! It's it's an it's that's it's athletic. It's it's a workout and it's hard because you have to have such well. Dipping, I mean, if they're on a pole, you have to have that the the upper body strength. I got none of that, um, and core strength. And even watching um, bits of Jennifer Lopez, you know, training for when she was doing Hustlers, she said it was hard. Like it was oh, the yeah, hardest I did thing. See, oh, I did see that as well, and I thought it was okay. Some it's some people don't think it was a proper documentary that it was. They think that it was. Oh, TikTok. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, people are like these just look like TikTok videos that were taken and like put together, and now they're just like a long PR video. I was like, wow, that is harsh. Um, I really harsh. found it quite moving. I liked it a Me lot. Me too. And I completely agree with her point. Why did the Super Bowl need her to share with Shakira? She Shakira's was not, not even wrong. a big deal in the U.S. And she worked for it. And she's Jennifer. Like, she's actually done a lot. It really opened me up to... Because I've been with her on her career journey. But I just forget everything that she's done. You know? you got to know that I love Jennifer Lopez. So, like, they, well, I love J-Lo. I've always loved j My mom loves J-Lo. <laughs> we are a J-Lo household. <laughs> no, J-Lo's great. And she also... I saw she recently did a some acceptance speech that was going viral where she was thanking her past selves and people who told the truth to her and people who lied to her, people who um, said yes to her and people who said no to her. She was, and people were commenting like, girl, it's just an MTV award, not an Oscar, like calm down. And I was like, why all this hateration? And also people it's still love an to award. Hate. You know, she's still. Anyway. And it's her moment. Like let her exactly. have her moment. She gets to thank whoever she wants to thank. Um, and I think it was like an icon award. So it was a very specific, that's that moment for her to say that and why she's an icon. And I hundred percent agree that I actually think like Shakira may not be that big in the States, but the Super Bowl being the States' world stage, really it's America's stage, but it being America's biggest stage, I do think that Shakira could have done her own one. Jennifer could have done her own one. And that's the point she was making is that like they, both of them could have done their own and to have it be the first time Latina women are doing it and they have to share. Ooh, but also great like uh, Jennifer Lopez is from the Bronx. Jennifer Lopez is an American. She is. Like, she is. Shakira like, doesn't even live in the United States. They just were like, let's do Latinos. Yeah. Bring in the other one, you know. It, it was not vibes. Let's bring um, in hipster lie. You know, they were like, what do we know? Like, you know. <laughs> and then I wondered, have you ever watched The Boys? Not no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My brother is already into it and they put me on last year. Um, and it's back. There's a season two. So I 
haven't fully caught up with it, but I, I, I was caught like a middle episode and I'm very lost at what's going on. I'm definitely going to have to start again <laughs> and follow. It's a pretty violent show. Like the scenes of violence are very intense, which is, it puts me off. I have to take some time, but I really like the concept. It's very clever. It's mm-hmm. about superheroes. Like it's, it's, it's set very realistically, like life we're in the world and they are superheroes, but they're, they are all basically sponsored by VOT, which is, it's basically capitalism. You know what I mean? It's like they're a corporate situation. <laughs> they're hired to do things. They do PR. They go and they fight, but then they have the, these obligations and then they all this infighting between them. Some of them are, are like, th- there's, there's two characters who are quite funny, three actually, that I enjoy. But one of them is Chase Crawford, who used to be on uh, Gossip Girl. Oh, so Gossip I was happy Girl. to see him have a new job and he plays like a guy who has gills like he's a fish superhero um <sighs> but he's so deeply insecure and he just wants to be liked and it's crazy it's just it's so and, it's, and they play that for whatever and then they was it's just it's actually a very clever high concept you know what i mean show um even though it gets a bit like gory and um yeah i'll, I'll just leave it there okay well i've been watching very different things to you um, <laughs> lol <laughs> Oh, wait, I do have to say two more I've been watching. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Which I would recommend. So I have been watching Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Oh, of course, yes. also Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Oh. And I highly, highly recommend Miss Marvel. It's cute as hell. It's a Muslim family. They're so sweet and so interesting. Um, it's funny. It's just, it's like everything you want. It's sort of like a superhero teen show. Um, and it's just so happy to see like a non-white superhero kid. <laughs> and she's great. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've done such a good job. And it was also created by Bisha K. Ali, who is this brilliant uh, British comic that I also have followed for some time. And her mom in the show is very funny. And they have black Muslims in the show. It's like, oh, yeah. yes. You know, anyway, so highly recommend Miss Marvel. I'm not from the Star Wars universe, but I was staying with somebody who watched, who likes Star Wars. So, and, and Obi-Wan came out like two weeks ago. So it's six episodes only. So I was like, okay. And I love, I like Ewan McGregor. I met him once in real life. So I was oh, like, wow. yes, okay, I'll watch Ewan, Ewan. And it's good. So yeah, that's it. I actually do like the Star Wars um, universe, so I will probably check that one out. And definitely Miss Marvel, because I actually like Marvel, so <laughs> I'll definitely check that out. I've actually um, finished, I finished Gaslit, which I just have to say, give Julia Roberts and Sean Penn all of the, all of the awards. They just were fantastic. I just cannot believe what Martha Mitchell went through. And there's actually something called, I don't know, the Martha Mitchell um, effect where someone relays a story that is true, but then they are told by their therapist whoever that, that it's not true. So basically being gaslit um, and it's called the Martha Mitchell effect because she was constantly told that it didn't happen, what happened to her. So, and there's actually a Netflix documentary about that very thing, um, which mm-hmm. I'm actually going to watch as well, but mm-hmm. very, very good. Um, also just great political drama. I really, really think it's um, masterful. And then I, have watched the time traveler's wife the series with rose leslie and um what's that guy's name theo james and i really enjoyed it like a lot 
and I know oh my gosh, okay. it I does the rot yeah, yeah, rotten tomatoes gave it a poor a very poor um rating. But IMDB I think gave a much fairer rating. It's actually really well done. I think having read the book and having seen the movie, I thought I I I just really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed Rose Leslie in the role. And I actually really understand if I get, if people don't like her character, I really get her character. And even Theo James, really well done. Um, I, I really, re- I, I even started watching it again because I think the first, it's only six episodes, which I think is perfect. The first time I wasn't concentrating and I was like, this is really good, but I'm not concentrating. So watching it again, I'm like, oh, these things I, this is that I missed that I'm really loving. So highly would recommend if you like the book, definitely give it, a, give it a shot. And I recently finished This Is Us. Okay. <laughs> Don't even, don't, we've never actually, we promised ourselves we would have, let's have an episode on this with us. We Can have please do to. that? We have to we have an episode have on to. this with us. We have to talk about it in, de- in depth. It is honestly, you know, there was a, there was a moment in the series, a, t- a time where I just felt like, mm, I, I don't quite know. And then season, this last season, I think has, was perfection and really closed off what I think in its totality was a formidable series. And I, everybody who was in it, incredible. Thank you. I loved it. Amazing. And I cried and really enjoyed the tease. Can't think of a single episode (laughs) in which I didn't cry. There was only one episode this last season I didn't. And that was Miguel's episode. And no hate. (laughs) Not because it wasn't good, but it was Miguel. And I was like, nah. Unbelievable. I actually, we're going to have to fight this out on the episode we do. I know. No, he's brilliant. But I just, you know, I just... But it just, I, if, if no, if you haven't ever seen it or you, you haven't, you didn't, you got lost halfway through in the series, definitely pick it up. In fact, start again. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful family drama. And wow. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's what I, other than that, I've just been reading lots of romance mm-hmm. novels and just. Well, if you're doing that, you'll probably enjoy. Betty mentioned it on the episode she came with us. Uh, well, she didn't mention it explicitly. She didn't, I don't know why. But I also did see the Hulu show Conversations with Friends. Um, and I don't think I'm, I don't, you know what? Yeah. There's something about Sally. Sally Rooney. Um, I was going to say, are you into... I don't know if I'm... I don't know. You know what I I'm is? on the fence. Is it because you don't know if you're white enough? <laughs> I think it might be that. It might just be a bit too, like... <laughs> I mean, the Irish Have you people. ever even... I was actually sh- shopping online. Well, trying to shop online today. And I went onto the site and I was like, if this is not the whitest site... <laughs> Not in a bad way, but every model was white and the kind of clothing was very like what they would wear. I thought this is not for me. That's so funny. Um, I like Jemima Kirk. Is she the actress? In, yes, she was in Girls. She's the one who has that like oh, okay. British-ish accent. And right. So I enjoyed her in the show. Um, but I think it's because I have just sort of a, a bias. I kind of like her weird, like, coolness about it, you know, cool thing. 
And so it was nice. Um, and I think she played her role well in the show. So I was just thinking, because just because you mentioned romance novels, and I was going to say, do you like Sally Rooney vibes? Like you should maybe catch conversations with friends. Um, we'll but see. you can also we'll skip see. it. But you cannot, like, honestly, you know, it's not so, you could you could skip it and live, you know? I'm, I'm not like, I want you to go see Miss Marvel. But I don't yeah. want you to go see conversations with friends. And um, I also, HBO Max has a lot of really good documentaries. Um, and I recently saw the one about George Carlin, which was very inspirational for me, actually. Um, he was a comedian. Um, he has, he, yeah, he passed away. And he basically did comedy where he was angry at human lunacy, as which I told you, like, at least what I've termed human lunacy. And um, it, it was just really inspiring because I was like, I want to write like this. You know what I mean? I want to perform like this. I, this is, mm. there's, there's permission to do, because these messages like haven't died. Like at first you're like, why bother doing it? Everyone will, you know, George Carlin's already done it. They know, but it's like, actually, no, as many voices in as many ways, if you can reach people that can keep pointing out that we are behaving absurdly and we don't need to, that they should be doing that, do that work. It's important. Um, and so, but the documentary is really good just in terms of recommending things to watch. Like comedy was such a different scene back then. The way he came up was so different. Who he was as a human being was so interesting. His life, every everything about it just was actually quite fascinating. Um, but then again, I I think I might have it. I might be biased because I like comedy and I like follow comedians. <laughs> but outside yeah. of that, yeah. Look, I mean, on what you're saying, I actually saw a quote the other day that said, like, if you think you you don't you're not gonna do something because there's so many voices already that have done it before, mm-hmm. don't think that. Just do it because mm-hmm. like you could connect you you could people no, you, inevitably you will connect you with, will, different, yeah. with different people. And yeah. you'll reach people that those people maybe didn't. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one, a, a movie I would love to, I just want to recommend that's on Netflix right now. I actually, actually saw it last night and I just, wow, Hustle. Oh my God, um, I watched, I didn't tell you I watched Hustle. I was going to oh, say Hustle and then I forgot. I literally thought about it while you were speaking and then I forgot. Hustle was good. Hustle I, was so good. And I love a good sports film. This is something that I actually need so to good. admit out loud. I love <laughs> yes. when there's an underdog who is shooting a basketball or kicking a ball and then they have their moment in the spotlight and they win. I was a little bit annoyed that the main character was um, a Spaniard like because I was like, this is a basketball. Black people are basketball. Why are you highlighting yeah. this person? But it was so good. And obviously, like, basketball players from Spain exist. Like, I, I need to also... <laughs> Keep together, but also I like seeing all the real life basketball players. Me basketball. too. It was so good. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so good, and I just I and so unexpected for me. And um, funny too, and funny. Yeah, and honestly, I actually saw it with Greg and I. We saw Queen Latifah mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler, and I said. Mm-mm. I would just would never have paid them never. together I, as husband. And to be honest with you, I still wouldn't. I really still wouldn't. Oh, but the movie really happened. I wouldn't, but it worked. It did. It did. It did. It worked. Because yeah. she was right for the character and he was right. So, mm-hmm. and they actually worked together. I mm. highly recommend, if you haven't seen Hustle, go just click play. It's really good. I will good. also say, and I am quite loathe to, um, I don't know, something about Kevin Hart makes me a little bit tired immediately. Is this but, the man from Toronto? But my, as a family, we did family movie nights, uh, me and my brothers and my cousin, and we watched uh, The Man from Toronto. And Is it good? 
it's it was funny i enjoyed it there was way more action than i expected but it was actually i was just and you know what kevin hart does do the buddy cop thing like the pair thing pretty well like he's good against he's very much what you expect from kevin hart in this movie just sort of like i don't know what i'm doing and i'm saying all these like quirky things and he's very good at physical comedy i actually need to give him the props you know he really like, is we enjoyed it we were laughing I, so actually if you're looking for another good movie on netflix i would recommend the man from toronto because it gives you what it gives you it's and woody harrelson is so good He's such a good actor and I like that he we were talking about how he literally does everything like he'll show up in the most silliest of movies he'll be in the Hunger Games he'll be in like yes. serious drama like he's just all over the place you know Well I'm really glad you said that cuz I was I was debating whether I'd watch it so do it watch the Bible do it If you want to actually just have a pick pick a time when you're like I'm going to have just a fun time now I want to just laugh and see something silly and I want to have like this window of time of a little bit of inconsequential non-guilty joy I would recommend You mean every night because that's me every night <laughs> Wow you're much more involved than I'm giving you credit for I my my main aim and Greg knows this actually about me is that I just love to watch things that are silly, funny, enjoyable. I just love to have fun and I love to laugh. So <laughs> if there's a dumb movie, I'm watching it. If there's oh a silly goodness. movie, I'm watching it. If it's light, pick me. Well then I would I would definitely recommend um I'll definitely recommend more of those to you for sure because I I do that all the time. I love a silly movie. Um yeah. Yeah. So well, Yeah, well thanks Porsche. Um thank you. Thanks for the catch up. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh, and now all the things are coming to me. When you're asking me I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. No, no, no. But also, I finally saw it's on Disney Plus. I think it's a Pixar movie, Red Panda. No, I'm saying Red Panda cuz that's in the movie. It's Turning called Red. Turning Red. <laughs> 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 Leave me alone, okay? At least I got it out there. Highly recommend oh. top top animation and the maker the 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 creator writer I don't know she's not the director but the one who created the story she's an animator called Domishi and she also has a short called Bao it's a short animation and that is one of the most exquisite pieces of cinema I've ever seen I I couldn't oh, really? recommend it more it's 7 minutes it's a dumpling that comes to life but it's a story about a mother and her son like you, I can't even it's just so perfect so highly recommend as well well best believe I'm watching turning red because it's Sandra O oh, um is one of the voices so she is the queen of the pod so I'm definitely it's definitely true. We do whatever Sandra O oh does except for finishing and if she's I am there <laughs> I support her but I'm still struggling to get to the end of that show <laughs> Okay okay all right so um, so yeah thanks Porsche today's quote comes from the queen Jayla herself and I think it's from that it's that generation award that we were speaking about and um, that she recently won and I think it's pretty apt for this episode I want to thank all the people who gave me this life. I want to thank the people who gave me joy and the ones who broke my heart, the ones who were true and the ones who lied to me. I want to thank true love and I want to thank the way I lied to myself because that's how I knew how to grow. I want to thank disappointments and failure for teaching me to be strong. Thanks Jenny from the black. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really beautiful. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Porsche. Bye. Bye. If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any queries, questions, or comments, please email us at assumeitwillbebrilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.